We're so glad you are here with us today for the Missouri City View podcast. Before we begin, I want to take a moment and invite you to the MML Annual Conference coming up September 11th through 14th, 2022 in Osage Beach. Registration is open now, and if you are a Missouri City official or employee, you will not want to miss the lineup of speakers sharing their expertise on topics such as cybersecurity, city finances, employee retention, and so much more. Learn more at www.mocities.com and register today. Welcome to Episode 5 of the Missouri City View Podcast. In this episode, we review the state of high-speed broadband access in Missouri and what upcoming broadband opportunities will look like for Missouri cities. Today, we will meet with B.J. Tanksley, Director of the Missouri Office of Broadband Development, and learn more about both the challenges of this issue and the solutions underway. We'll also visit with Joe Garitano, City of Wildwood Council Member and MML President. The City of Wildwood is taking advantage of recent American Rescue Plan Act funds to ensure broadband is accessible throughout their community. B.J. and Joe, welcome. Thanks for having us. B.J., let's start with you today and learn about where broadband currently stands in Missouri. How do we compare with surrounding states? Yes, thanks. First, thanks for having me. B.J. Tanksley, new director of the Office of Broadband Development inside Department of Economic Development um, here in Jefferson City. Uh, Very excited. Recently joined the team about mid-January. So excited to be working on these issues in this opportune time. There's a lot of opportunity in front of us. Prior to me joining the office, we actually started working on this question of where is what is the status of broadband development in the state of Missouri? And we actually just wrapped up a cost model and gap analysis for the state. And that came to the conclusion that when measuring based on um, the availability of 100 by 20 service, which is kind of the FCC federal government funding standard as of right now, um, there's approximately uh, 400 to 430,000 units, meaning households and or businesses uh, without access. And obviously that is not um, universal. You know, it is spread when you see suburban and ur- and rural areas. That's the, Those are the people that are most often impacted by that lack of service. But that's a big number. You know, we're not looking at 500, but somewhere in the neighborhood of 430,000 uh, units not served. How does that compare to other states is a That's a challenging question. Um, It's similar to states that have the same type of um, dynamics as the state of Missouri, where urban areas typically have service and the rural areas more struggle to have that. And even more, as we see with Joe here, um, those suburban areas can have struggles as well, where you have areas of service and no service right next to each other. Um, So it's a complicated question, uh, but we, we are looking to tackle it as much as possible. What kind of demand have you seen over, especially the last couple of years? Why is this even so important? Yeah, um, I previously worked for Missouri Farm Bureau, and we've been talking about broadband for a long time. And we were talking about it mostly from an access standpoint. Um, And nothing showed us more how important access is um, than, quite frankly, the COVID pandemic. Suddenly, most people were working and being educated from home. And those with a high-speed connection that was reliable and there every time they turned on 
uh, we're able to continue, not regular, but continue to take part in the vital parts of life, whether that be education or healthcare, economic development, all of those things they were able to continue to some extent. Um, and those without were really at a at a standstill in comparison. So that's really what shined a light on this. Um, and also the federal government and the state government following suit of saying, hey, this is an issue. We now have an opportunity to really make steps in connecting people. Um, but let's be honest, it was the COVID pandemic that really showed how vital uh, those connections were. I like to say it's not just about entertainment and Netflix, uh, but it's about economic development and, and and our charge here at the Department of Economic Development of making sure all Missourians can prosper. Joe, you're with the city of Wildwood, and obviously the pandemic you know, was a big issue uh, in terms of broadband, but how are cities specifically affected? What were you seeing in Wildwood? Hi, Laura and uh, BJ. Great to be able to talk with you today. So for us in Wildwood, which we are a city in West St. Louis County, we have about 35,500 as a population. We have a portion of our city, since we are sort of like it uh, on the edge of the St. Louis metro area, where we have residents that do not have decent internet service, and they've been trying to ask for better opportunities, better options over the last 25 years, 26 years that our city's been in existence since we incorporated. So these folks were impacted in several ways, especially during the pandemic when folks couldn't get into an office or students stopped going to school and were attending classes by Zoom. We had people that were trying everything you can imagine, and even hotspots, which sometimes we take for granted because we can use them with our phones and you know, just be able to connect your computer. For some of these people where they live, they live in areas or valleys or areas that do not have good even cell phone access. And so it presented a lot of issues for folks that fall into this category here where they can't get online, they can't do their work, they can't participate in office meetings by Zoom, the kids can't get on Zoom to participate with their classes. For some of these folks, just being able to stream a, a movie is just not possible, even in under normal circumstances. So we, we do have these issues here in Wildwood, a uh, portion of Wildwood, but it's also common throughout our state, especially in those rural areas where there's uh, very little service options available for these folks. And the pandemic just elevated what we saw as far as how it impacts people's daily lives and um, just basically, you know, caused a, a big inconvenience for folks because they had to figure out ways. I've heard stories and I thought you heard about them. I know people who did go to the McDonald's to try to use the internet there because they couldn't do it from home or they were asking around folks where to go to get internet service. So Missouri does now have a office of broadband development, a dedicated office, uh, relatively new. And BJ, you became director of that not too long ago. Tell us about your work and what plans do you have for that office? Yeah, very excited, like I said, to be here. The office was created about 
four or five years ago uh, through executive order. Um, and since then, uh, Tim Arbeiter was the previous director and did a fantastic job. Um, but Tim was a one-man shop and, and did actually facilitate um, the first uh, Missouri Broadband Grant Program, which was funded by the legislature, and then did some work also with CARES Act funding in the original uh, funding availability through um, kind of COVID Relief Act, um, and, and was able to fund some projects related to digital literacy, getting devices out to people, and then bringing access to people, um, and did a fantastic job. So that's just a little bit of a backshot of what the office has done, as well as just bringing attention to the issues. Um, since that time, he, he, Tim has moved on and I was thrilled to take the opportunity here. Um, the office has big plans. Um, the, the ARPA Act um, passed in 2021 and really provided a new opportunity for the state. Um, and Tim helped develop with the department and across the administration plans for how to make a big change. Um, and that started with the plan to invest $400 million in broadband across the state of Missouri. And we're really thrilled. Here we are at the uh, just nearing, or we've just wrapped up the legislative session recently. Um, and through the budget process, um, we've got some big plans to implement in this coming fiscal year uh, related to broadband funding. So very excited. Uh, the legislature actually approved $250 million in infrastructure funding. Uh, so that's going to be great. The department's going to implement that through a competitive grant process to bring new access to people out there. So those lacking 100 by 20 speeds, and especially those lacking even lesser speeds, have an opportunity to get service through this program. Uh, there was also 20 million included in a cell tower program. As Joe said, uh, through the uh, pandemic, there was a lot of people that were relying on a cell phone coverage to try to connect. And unfortunately, we realized a lot of people don't have quality access to even that service. Uh, so we're actually going to try to try to close some of those gaps as well. And then there were some funds included for our office to build up. Um, you know, one of the major issues is we're going to be implementing a lot of funds and we're going to be adding staff. Very excited to add to our team here to really gear up to make sure we do these things in a smart way. But the biggest piece of that capacity building uh, was to allow us to do a statewide map, an address level map of the state of who has access and who doesn't. Um, there's a lot of funding coming and we want to make sure we're spending it in a wise manner. Um, so that address level map is going to really allow us to kind of own our own data. Um, for those that aren't familiar on the broadband front, mapping has always been an issue. Um, overstatement of who does and doesn't have service um, has always been a challenge. So this is going to allow us to kind of flip that and allow the state over the next year or so uh, to really own that uh, and try to have better data to build from. So, yeah, very excited about what we're doing through ARPA. And I don't want to go too long here, but we also have a great opportunity in front of us. Uh, just recently, um, through IIJA, uh, the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, um, it promises a lot of new funding as well, both through a BEAD program, which is an infrastructure program, and a Digital Equity Act program. Uh, so there's going to be another tranche of funding coming to the state, um, and we're really excited about the opportunity. So we will be executing with our ARPA plans while planning ahead for IIJA funding uh, with the goal of bringing connections to many more Missourians and really trying to shrink that number um, of 400 plus uh, without access and trying to make sure that everybody has access by the time we're done. 
That sounds really encouraging. And um, you certainly have your work cut out for you coming up here, don't you? Yes, uh, there are no slow days, I will say that. But it's such an exciting time. I mean, it, what what more excitement could you want than this opportunity to really make a lasting change? You know, Joe talked about it, but we saw the real impact of this when people were sent home. Uh, coming from a rural perspective originally, um, we also had people who didn't need to travel to the hospital at that time uh, for normal checkups and otherwise, but they didn't have access to be able to do telehealth or telework, um, and that wasn't available to them. And so this, by bringing connections to new people, will really be allowing people to live where they want and have the services where they need them. Yeah, that is, that's great. Joe, you know, you mentioned with the city of Wildwood, um, it's on the edge of St. Louis area, but still has those, that rural component. So recently, Wildwood took steps towards obtaining internet access throughout the city. And what's the approach you're using there? Sure. Well, before I dive into a little bit of the details with what we did in Wildwood, just hearing that we now have an office of broadband development and BJ and folks like him that work in that office just demonstrates the seriousness now that the state is looking at internet and how important it is for all our residents and our businesses. It's a fact, it's a part of life. It is now how we do business, how we learn, how we work, how we communicate with video. It is essential for just about everything, even uh, entertainment. So I am glad that we now have a group of folks that are dedicated to working on broadening out the uh, availability of internet to everyone in the state. And so for us in Wildwood, we have been working on internet, it feels like forever, because we've been aware over the years and probably decade plus of the impacts and the issues that people have, whether it is they don't have internet or they have something that's called internet, but it kind of feels like prehistoric DSL, like less than 25 megabits per second, which, you know, in today's day with Netflix, Zoom, and all this other technology, you, you just can't run this technology on slow internet, which was what was back then 10 years ago or more, what was common then. And so for us in Wildwood, uh, we had done this work, but the big issue that we always ran into is that it was not easy to get a provider to really step up and take ownership of it and be able to work with us. ARPA, which the federal government uh, provided funds to local governments, has been a blessing for us and for many cities throughout this state. They're putting this money to use. For us, we are putting it to use by being able to expand internet access to all these people. And so when this work is all done, a lot of them that either don't have internet or have very poor internet will have probably the best internet. I mean, what we're hearing and talking about at least 100 megabits per second, both up and download. And so therefore, it will really bring them to where they need to be today. And this is something that just needs to happen for everyone here throughout this state, getting those that don't have internet access, those that have poor internet, getting them upgraded 
And this way we can stay ahead. I mean, this is the economy of today and the future. It's how we can stay competitive. It's how we can retain people, right? I mean, that's a big deal. Like for people who have a home or they're looking to buy a home, they ask a question. They're like, is there internet access? And I have heard those stories from people where that has come up and it hasn't ended well because there just isn't good, reliable internet. And so we, we look at it almost like a basic utility, like the way we get our water, our electric. You know, internet access is just a key component of how you run your home now. So for us, we're excited about this because ARPA did come along and working with the Office of Broadband Development and BJ, this is going to be great. And I encourage all cities to look at the internet access. What BJ said too about the maps is very true because we looked at maps and we learned that they were either outdated or they weren't act as accurate as we had hoped. There were There were places that showed internet that didn't have it and vice versa. So to know that there's this investment is good because we obviously need to know where the opportunities are to be able to address those problems. So we are now uh, embarking on this work with a provider in Wildwood that is going to help us get this internet access to these folks. There's a lot of excitement. In fact, a lot of excitement. And also we want to make sure that everyone that has been impacted is included as part of the solution for this. Yeah, I imagine you're getting a lot of feedback now that that's, that process is underway. Uh, the word gets out. And the next question <laughs> is when. <laughs> they yeah. People want to know, when am I getting it? There is a lot of excitement when it comes to it. I mean, people have been living like this for those that have been impacted for a long time. And, you know, they sometimes feel like if they just went 10 minutes down the road, those people there have internet, they have high-speed internet, they can enjoy movie night at home, watching a movie, streaming it. And then there are the folks that just still are not able to do that today. And that's really not fair to them uh, to be able to continue to live like this. So for the cities that are, you know, struggling with this and still maybe haven't gotten as far as, as the city of Wildwood has been able to with the issue, what do you recommend most right now for local government officials that are, you know, seeking to help with this? Yeah, this, I would say this is kind of two phase. Uh, when this podcast comes out, um, we will be just about, so in the summer of 2022, we'll be releasing our, or, or beginning to take applications for those who would like to take part in our ARPA programs. And so there's multiple facets of this where a municipality could get involved in this themselves. They could work directly with a provider or they could work with a provider for then the provider to submit through us uh, for those applications. So there's lots of different ways that that application could happen. Um, but what I would I would encourage them to plug in, get to know those guidelines and, and consider uh, taking part in this. Um, one of the governor's plans through our ARPA funding was to take our pot of money and incentivize others to do the same. You know, a lot of locations got ARPA funding. We're really excited about what Wildwood is doing and bringing service to their people. And we would like to see more do that to the point that projects that actually have local ARPA funding going towards them, uh, we're going to give those projects bonus points for us to try to help fund those. Meaning that if 
a, a location can help bring some of that funding. The state can bring some more, and then the provider bringing some to the to the to the table as well. Then we could hopefully get more projects done. We want to add to that pot and expand upon what's being done. Hopefully, be able to work with Wildwood on projects as well as other cities around the state. Uh, so that would be phase one, and then the next would be. Um, Stay engaged with the Office of Broadband. IIJA and the BEAD program requires a whole lot of planning. This summer, we will be pulling down our planning funds, and some of our staff are going to be dedicated to IIJA funding, or IIJA planning, I should say. And so we will be working with locations, areas, and others all across the state, holding local meetings, visiting with leaders, talking about where your challenging areas are, how we should be looking to deploy those funds to then connect everybody. So it's kind of two phases. Um, as we're executing ARPA, be on the lookout. And if you're ready to, please engage. Uh, we're expecting a lot of applications and we want to connect a whole lot of Missourians. But then if you're not engaged in ARPA, also consider uh, taking part in the IIJA planning process as we try to bring connections to everyone. Uh, so there's kind of two phases there, but a lot of opportunities. Uh, we want to make sure these funds get out there. And just like Joe said, he laid it out perfectly. Try to connect people and making sure this is pretty much it's a necessity of life. It's not just a luxury anymore. Um, and we want to make sure people can live where they choose to, not just where they have the services available. So we will be sure at, at MML to put information on our website, and we always want to get information out to members. But where else could listeners go to learn more about how the state is addressing broadband? Yeah, the state is in the process of standing up a standalone ARPA page. So by the time listeners can hear this, you could probably go to uh, State of Missouri ARPA, just search that and find it. But specifically for the Department of Economic Development's programs, you can go to ded.mo.gov backslash ARPA, uh, A-R-P-A, um, and find all the information about all ARPA-related programs, community revitalization, um, industrial site development, including the broadband work of our ARPA programs. Great. I will be sure and put that in the show notes. It just sounds really encouraging and, and good news and things coming down the road. So it's really exciting. It is an exciting time. It's true, just like Joe said, with all the excitement becomes a lot of expectations. These projects do take time, um, but we are excited to get this money out and into the hands of providers so they can start making the connections as quickly as possible. Uh, the good thing about ARPA is those funds actually have to be spent within about a three-year time frame. Um, so there's going to be, you know, it doesn't sound quick if you're the one without service, uh, but quicker than usual um, spending of this and, and trying to get that into the ground. Well, we'll be sure and put those links in the show notes and then perhaps have you back as things get underway. We'd love to hear some success stories and, and how things are going for you. I usually end our show asking guests for two things I love about their community because we're all about community. Can you each briefly tell me two things you love about where you live? I'll let Joe go first. Or Joe, do you need me to go first? Well, uh, that's fine. I can go. But first of all, I, I do want to say thank you to BJ and, and all the work that the Office of Broadband Development is doing with this important work for our state. And, and the time is now, right? We've got the momentum. There's an availability of funds. I mean, now is the time for us to really take that step forward 
Let's connect our communities across the state with high-speed internet because it is just a key part of life. So thank you, BJ, for the work that you are doing, and please convey that to your folks as well. Uh, as far as my community goes, you know, we're coming into a time of the year, which is summertime here and the nice weather. And really, we come together. There is a spirit of community, a spirit of caring in Wildwood. You know, we have wonderful outdoor concerts. We have events that bring people into our town center, such as our farmer's market, celebrate Wildwood. And so I love seeing people come together like this, especially after the last two years that we have had, which have been difficult for many, for businesses. Now is the time to reconnect with people. So that's my first thing I'm looking forward to or love about summer. The other part is really we're at a time here in Wildwood where the partnership between the residents and the local government officials is probably at its greatest in all of our history. I mean, we are working together to solve problems such as like what we discussed, internet, you know, and many other issues to improve the quality of life. So I just love that we are in a, such a good space right now uh, with Wildwood. So those are the two things that I would love to highlight about our community. All right, BJ. Good stuff. <laughs> um, well, I, I I work in Jefferson City. My wife and I actually live in Ashland, Missouri, a, a very small community uh, between Jefferson City and Columbia. Um, the things I love about my small community, uh, we have fantastic schools, and I'm biased because my wife works in one of them, uh, <laughs> but we really do. We have fantastic schools and just great neighborhoods of people that are engaged. Uh, it's not unusual to drive through our town and see streets full of kids playing. Um, and, and it's a special little place where, where you've got a lot of people um, excited to be there um, and excited to kind of do life together. So really, really, that's what I appreciate about my small community. And it doesn't hurt that we're between Columbia, Missouri and Jefferson City, where there's a lot of things to do, great places to eat and entertainment in those places where we don't have to go too far to get there. Wow, that's wonderful. Well, thank you both so much. Is there anything else that you want to share about broadband before we go? Anything that uh, folks should be aware of? Just as I wrap up, I really appreciate you having us on or having me on to talk about what's going on here at the office. I appreciate the legislature and what they did to agree to the funding of this. Uh, we have a great opportunity in front of us with ARPA funding and with IIJA. I would just say if you if you feel like it, you can go to the DED website, look up the broadband programming. There's lots of opportunities to connect with us and stay up to date. Our office is excited about fully engaging in this process and really getting out into the community as we staff up and plan for our long-term plans. All right. Great. Yeah, and I would just say thank you, Laura, for hosting this podcast. It's great to be back again. BJ, great to talk with you as well. Looking forward to people enjoying it and learning about the opportunities around broadband internet. Certainly sounds like there's a lot of information coming up and a lot of work ahead, but what, how great it will be uh, for those cities to more fully connect and just have that access. Absolutely. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you all so much for joining us today. And listeners, be watching for future Missouri City View podcasts. To learn more about the Missouri Municipal League, visit mocities.com.